Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Sean Salisbury Show. I believe this is episode 27. Maybe 26. Sounds about right. But Sounds it could good. be 27. And, you know, we had a fun weekend of football. I'm about to ask you a question in just a second. But as always, we're brought to you by betonline.com. We sure are, and football is back and has been back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup information, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf and obviously all the other sports. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. As always, yes, thank you to Love betonline.com. All right, Joe, I'm just going to say it. The NFL stinks. It's not fun to watch. Yes, there's a couple games each week. Uh, Buffalo, Kansas City this week. Dallas, Philly was um, kind of a fun watch. Um, but other than that, this weekend just absolutely sucked for NFL games. It, it's just it's such a poor product this year. And I don't know if it's be you know, I was talking to some buddies and it seems like defensive coordinators have figured out how to keep the big plays from happening with all this big play explosion we've seen over the last five, six years, it seems like defensive coordinators are finally starting to figure out, leave two safeties back, take away the deep pass, make everything underneath. And a lot of these quarterbacks aren't built this way now with college. You know, you have so many open guys. Look at the Alabama-Tennessee game. Guys were just running wide open down the field, it felt like, every single drive. And that's not happening in the NFL. And some of these quarterbacks, they don't know what to do in the NFL because they're not seeing these guys wide open down the field and they're trying to force it in different areas and it's just not working and it's turning into not a fun watch at all. I don't enjoy watching the NFL right now. No. And I, and Nick Saban speaking to the college thing um, and Alabama that's become commonplace against these teams in college football. And that's not, trust me, the Nick Saban's of the world. We're not used to seeing that against his right. defenses. That ought to tell you, and it feels like college coordinators on offense. I, I don't want to. I don't know if guts are the terms I want to use, but more innovative. It's weird. Yeah. They play less conservative. Well, I'm with you. I said on my show, and I, I talked to. A, I was asked a question in Tampa on a radio show this morning. That oh well, parody. They they mentioned the word parody. They they do a great job on their show. And I said, well, it's only parody because it's bad football. Yeah. I said, exactly. there's a handful of teams playing good football. I said, the parody is parody because. We are playing sloppy, bad football more than I've ever seen in my life. And I, I am with you. I, I honestly, and this is not, not that the NFL cares about me, and I'm not. it's not the, oh, football 30 years ago was better. This has nothing to do with it because I know it goes in cycles. But I've, I've never seen more awful football six weeks into a season. It dominates good football. Bad football is way ahead of good football on offense and defense right now, tackling and missed drop balls and – even even officials calls. It seems like we got a lot of amateur hour. I'm gonna tell you this, man. Six weeks into a football season, and about two and a half hours or two hours into my Sunday games, I'm be I'm I'm, yeah. I'm burned out. Yeah. 
because I'm like, I can't, it's not, it's not fun. I'm not enjoying it. Now the team that wins 16, 13, I'm sure they think it's fun. I'm just talking about for entertainment and good football. Even screw the entertainment, good football. It's never been worse for six weeks. And I've never been, now I watch because we have to, Mm -hmm. and there's certain, I'm watching Mahomes and Allen's a great watch, always is. But I honestly am, for the first time in a lot of years, the COVID year bothered me because, you know, the mass thing and people couldn't go to stadiums and all that. And then and that was like one of those. It was like yeah. a lot of us became disinterested with a lot of sports then. But I have never and I may maybe never is the wrong word, but I can't remember a time when I've been more bored, less interested and watching NFL football because I have to not because I want to. Because of my job, I, I listen there's a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot of things that are more entertaining to me on a Sunday right now than watching football, and on a Monday and Thursday, it's as bad as I've seen the product since I've watched it as an adult. Yeah, think about it this way: me and you have known each other and been watching football together for probably about seven years now, with the little break when I moved back to Illinois. But in those seven years, we've always said we would prefer, and we have no problem. We never get burnout watching college football from 11 a.m to 11 p.m. when the pac 12s getting done, you know, and, and then sometimes we'll even throw on that late, late game if Hawaii's playing late right. just to, you know, wind down and, and, and kind of figure out what happened throughout the day. In the NFL, like you said, I mean, it, it's you're, you're beat down by halftime of the second round of games, and you're just like, oh, there's still a Sunday night. Even if the Sunday night game's good, like Dallas-Philly, you're kind of just like, I don't really want to watch this. And, and I, I, dude, when five, when six o'clock hits on a Sunday, PM, mm-hmm. five thirty PM. So sometimes in the third quarter of the first round of games, yeah, I'm like, and it could be like you said, Dallas Philly. It's like, oh, really? And maybe it's a good movie night. I'll tape that and watch it if I if if it's worth watching the next day. Or I got to go on and want to and got to talk football. I, I'm with you. I, I I am. I but I will sit in front of that TV till eleven mm-hmm. o'clock on a on a Saturday night. I will not do that for the NFL now. Right. I. I I just don't. And it's not because I, I'm against something or the money. Yeah. I want them all to get paid. Yeah. I'm against the bad product. And to me, the product is, quite frankly, great athletes, average product, very average. Yeah, for sure. All right. With that said, let's let's do something we haven't done in a while, at least. Let's start with the college game. Let's start with Alabama, Tennessee. It was crazy. 52-49 Tennessee win gets the kick over the upright by inches on a I mean, a knuckleball as he kicked it, and that stadium went absolutely bonkers. Great win for Tennessee. But here's the thing. In the end, nothing's finalized. This doesn't vault Tennessee into even the SEC championship game. They still got to get through Georgia on their side and beat Georgia to be able to get there, assuming Georgia doesn't slip up. And and they still got to play mean, Kentucky and Will Levis, too. Yes, exactly. They still, don't they have that game? Yep. Exactly. I, I believe that one's at home in the Georgia games in Athens, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so while this is an awesome win for Tennessee, enjoy it. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of Tennessee beat writers, a lot of Tennessee, you know, faithful, acting like they're in the college football playoff, and they jumped to number three in the rankings. And I personally, you know, I'm voting now with Believe.com on their top ten, and I had them four because, Sean, the one thing that concerns me Yes, Hendon Hooker 
Jalen Hyatt, they're all playing really, really well. Brew McCoy, they're going to get Cedric Tillman back. That offense is fun as hell under Josh Heupel, but they don't play defense, and we've seen how that works in college football, and that's a big problem for me, and that's why I had them number four behind Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan That because they play Ohio State not quite as much, but Georgia and Michigan play on both sides of the ball. They're top defenses, top offenses, and Ohio State's right there defensively. I just feel like they haven't played an offense yet that challenged yeah, they're them. Yeah, they're ranked 10th defensively, I think, in the country. Yes, yes, but and you second, look at the offenses offensively, right, they've right. played. It's just uh, there's nothing there. There's not one good offense, whereas you've seen some others for the other teams. But great win for Tennessee, as I said, and Hendon Hooker. He's right there for the Heisman. So just what were your thoughts on this game? Uh, there was a couple missed calls, I thought, that went against Alabama, especially that big interception late that, in my opinion, I still don't know what happened because if you watch the video from way back, the referee throws the flag when um, McKinstry, Kool-Aid is his name, he was at like uh, the 35. He intercepted it at the end at the goal line. Right, the flag came out when oh, he's dude, at the thirty-five. So I don't know what it, happened it, there. Talk about a de- delayed call. It was like it was seven-second delay on television. Yeah. Right, right. It was weird. I mean, even for live in the game, I l- listen. I, I this is as big a win as Tennessee's had since their national championship. Big year. Time, yep, it, it, it absolutely is. And the celebration, the program tearing down the uprights. God bless him. It was phenomenal. A phenomenal performance. The, the, you talk about guts now. They are going. They are not hold. They didn't play not to lose one ounce of that right. game against the, the Crimson Tide. So kudos to them. The thing is, it here's the problem when you face Georgia defense or you face Ohio State and Georgia's offense. I think is tenth in the country and their defense is mm-hmm. second. Is that when you and, and Michigan and it, let's just say Georgia and Ohio State for fun now. We'll get to the mm-hmm. Wolverines. Is Ohio State can score with you. Right. The, the, their offense is as good as it gets with the, possibly the first pick in the draft. Georgia's defense, I would imagine, isn't going to let you hand, hang 50-plus on them. Now, maybe. I, I don't know. When you're running 90 plays, I guess. But you're going to – the the point to validate what you're saying, Segs, you're going to have to score 40 to beat the, the an Ohio State yeah. or a Georgia team. Now, if you score 40 against Georgia, then you deserve to be the one number one or two ranked team without Definitely. question. Definitely. And Ohio State's going to run into a tougher schedule. So I love it. And it'd be great if all of a sudden we're sitting here and Tennessee goes in. What what great for college football to go in and beat Georgia in Athens. We'd be like, what the hell is going on? The copycats would come out. What's Josh Heupel doing different? You got to have the quarterback. But a huge win, not to diminish it, but it's going to get tougher. And we thought that with Alabama. And maybe this is just Tennessee's. Maybe they're hitting on all centers that could stay healthy. And this is their year. Yeah, maybe. But they're not going to win with 40 and 50 points when it gets to the final four. And you and I both know it. They're not scoring 50 against Michigan. They're not scoring 50 against Ohio State. And But they may. And Ohio, and Ohio State's capable of hanging 60 on somebody, too. And I'd find, listen, if you can score 50 on an NFL-type defense at Georgia, then you deserve to be the national champions as well. So right. I'm with you. I loved it, and I would have them in my top four as well. But enjoy the celebration, but get back to work. And that includes Tennessee, so you don't have a letdown because it ain't going to get much easier as you got to go to Athens. That's going to be a tough one. Yeah, and then looking at the other uh, top ten matchup we had, 
Michigan against Penn State. I mean, it was basically domination from Michigan from the opening whistle. There was a couple. Uh, Sean Clifford had the big 60-yard run to get down to the five, and then they got in the end zone. And then kind of the fluky interception return for a touchdown where it was batted up, bounced off a guy's helmet shoulder into the hands of a Penn State defender, and he returns it for a touchdown. And then basically after that, I mean, Michigan dominated in all facets of the game. Oh, yeah. And including 418 yards on the ground, most of that between Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. And that right there, this game shows me that Michigan has the ability to play with anybody in the country this year because their defense stepped up against a good team. And, you know, I just said they ran for 418 yards. That was against Penn State, who was fifth in the country against the rush. Right. So just and a he, domination win for the Wolverines. And, and you know what that does when you talk about Michigan and they are capable of going 24 or 30, throwing the ball to and the quarterback rushing for 70 yards himself. Mm-hmm. Let's not. I mean, he didn't even have his best throwing day and they still did. what. And they he was did, 71 percent right? completion percentage. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, with, with the optics, if you didn't know the statistics, you'd say hey, he was pretty good. I, mm-hmm. I put it this way: He set he set the bar pretty damn high, so it didn't feel like a seventy one percent. Maybe because they were running the ball so well. But here's what it also tells me: And you mentioned, we I talked about Ohio State. You mentioned Tennessee. What happens when you get the ball? Guess what? Tennessee and Ohio State don't get to do run ninety plays. Yeah, they don't get to play as fast as they want if you run the football like that. And you're now we could say four nineteen against you know. Bowling Green, different story. 419 against Penn State's defense. It tells you they can line up and push you around. The quarterback's dual threat can throw it and run it. And so we're not going if I take your 90 plays and cut them to 70 because we're killing clock running the football and you can't stop me physically at the line of scrimmage. That's really what it's going to come down to. If Tennessee has the ball, they can score on anybody. The question is on a, a regularly, can you handle Michigan? Ohio State, Georgia, you had Alabama and you handled them fine physically. But can you handle week after week when you get late in the season and then in the playoff and they can run the football and can you do what you do in 70 plays, what you're used to doing in 85 to 90 plays, and can you stop them from doing what they do? Right. Because it really, it's like an arena league football game sometimes, Segs, and in truth it is. Mm-hmm. And in an arena league football game, guess what you got to do? Just get like two stops. Right. Because then, then it's 61 to 58, right? You get two stops. So one team gets two stops. Now everybody's in a chase mode. And it's the same here. You get a couple stops on Tennessee, and you're one of those teams we just mentioned. You're going to have one hell of a time. I think it's a great story in college football, and I'm friggin' loving it. But the, the, the ability to be able to give me the same numbers with 20 less plays, which a team like Michigan running the ball, and Harbaugh will do it and do it and do it on purpose and throw it nine times if that's all it takes mm-hmm. if they're running it that successful. Yeah, J.J. McCarthy completing 77.1% of his passes this season. That's a first-year quarterback as a starter. Um, right, dude, it's, it's, it's frightening. Told you at the beginning of this that the way that the Michigan could win a national title was changing quarterbacks yeah. before the season exactly. started. Right. And I respect Cade McNamara. A solid backup now, but but they're a better football team and a more Much. explosive football team with with JJ. Yes, uh, I don't want to bring it up, but disappointment. USC yeah. loses forty three forty two. Again, another game where we see some of these just ridiculous calls. 
Um, you know, I don't want to use that as an excuse for USC. They should have won the game even with those calls, but uh, you can't overlook, you know, I mean, this is, this is football, you know, when a guy just squarely hits the quarterback in the chest and we're calling, you know, roughing the passers and and it's costing teams games. It's something that's going to continue to come up week in, week out. And, you know, it hit USC, but you know, they're still kind of, they're still in control of their own destiny if they can continue to win out. And, and I still think that they can do some damage this year. Yeah. It's going to take win out. They're going to have to have some help from somebody to get. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're going to have to have help and that, that they can try. I said it for a long time. I said, they beat Utah. I believe they're running the table and I, UCLA is really good, but I think mm-hmm. USC can beat them. Yeah. The, and, and cause I think, I think Utah is a little bit more physical than USC, although UCLA's offensive line, pretty damn good the way they're playing right now. So, but in that game says, you know what? I, I don't want to be that guy. We got beat meaning SC that, Oh, it's the ref's fault. Lincoln Riley handled that just fine himself. Yeah, he, yeah. They, it was a, it was a, it was a horseshit referee game. Yeah. It, it really was on some big plays, but rising matched everything. Caleb mm-hmm. Williams did back. You got, you score, I score. That kid's a tough SOB man. And the resilience. And that is a hard place to play. We knew all this going in. Okay, and when you give up forty plus points and a two point conversion with the game on the line and a ballsy call, but I get why Kyle Whittingham. Now that's when you go for two, even at home. Now I think I know where people are saying we could have kicked it, but we couldn't. It, it didn't matter what they did; they they were going to get yards, right? At least it felt that way on the two point conversion. I'd have done the same thing Whittingham did with that call, but Segs for me, when you give up that many points, it just tells me you're not getting off the field and. With a quarterback that's quality doing, you let him hang around long enough. You, you, that's on you. You ain't winning a national title giving up forty some points to Utah, even though they're good and can score. It gets worse when you get to the final four because there's <laughs> the quarter. It was rising is good, but yeah. they they get a little bit more NFL style, first round pick style. And but I can tell you the interception that he threw on a hit that was not even anywhere near being a roughing the quarterback call personal foul. Not I mean I. I the SC was winning at the time. I mean, yep. I'm thinking, okay, I, I still thought we were going to go on and win, but I'm like, and then they went down and scored. It was a costly, costly part of the football game. Now you can't control it. You still got to play defense and hell up and down the field. Neither team could stop either one. And they had right. the ball for the most part last other than a few seconds. And I really didn't like three plays in a row on the final thing. They plays that lasted a long time and then flags were thrown and they lost all those seconds, so they didn't have a chance to get yep. in and kick a field goal. You know, regardless, stupid penalties. They had a huge return that put them in great position. You got to stop somebody. So I'm not making excuses. Utah beat us, and, and rightfully so. But the it was a, a horrible. And you heard Brock Heward, and he was spot on. Yep. That it was. What are we doing here? Is exactly right. And there, there's was, too much of that football. in football right now. Yes. That's exactly uh, you know, right. these announcers at every level to say, yep. what are we doing here is just beyond ridiculous. All right. I'm going to ask you one more college question and then we'll jump to the NFL real quick. Outside of. Uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Tennessee, Clemson, Alabama. Do you see a legit team that you think can make a run to the college football playoff? Because. Those six I just named are kind of all set up where it feels like they're going to kind of all play each other. And 
I don't know. I don't trust TCU to go undefeated, and I feel like they have to go undefeated to get in. There's no Pac-12 team that's undefeated. They we do. said that before the season. That or there's UCLA. I mean, but again, I don't know that UCLA's I trust left. them. Right. Yeah, I don't trust them to go undefeated. If they do, then they have a legit, you know, gripe to get in. But I just don't trust it yet. Do, is there any other team outside those six I mentioned that you trust to be in the uh, realm of possibility getting in the college football playoff? Yeah, and so you said the four, obviously, Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, Alabama. Who is your sixth Clemson. Clemson, that's right. All right, um, the truth is probably no. Yeah. But I'll give you a couple outsiders. If UCLA beats USC and runs this table, they deserve heavy mention. And yes, want to win for the sure. Championship. There's no question about it because they also have a drawing card. Everybody wants to see quarterback play because he's mm-hmm. really freaking good. And you know yep. that. Don't kid yourself. That comes into place. And Chip Kelly loss, and right. Yep. Of course, if you're a one-loss SEC team and a undefeated. It, you're going to get in if you're Alabama because they want to see Bryce Young, Nick Saban. There you have a history of winning. You know how that goes, man. It's just the way it works. But UCLA would deserve it. I I still, I, I'm while I thought it was a bad loss because they had a chance to win it, they just put away. Oklahoma State can still linger, okay? okay? I'm just giving teams that can linger. Yeah. I don't think they're a national title team, but they've got some playmakers. They can still linger. You mentioned TCU, uh, but I'm talking about legitimate where I believe, where I yes. trust now, had they taken care of their business early with the proper quarterback, Texas would be we would they, we would be discussing them because mm-hmm. their their quarterback is electric, man. He can he can flat out throw it. Clint and that's where you just a, you cannot lose to Texas Tech. That's right. Uh, that, that's exactly and, right. Know, and that's why that killed that crush. You just can't. Yeah. Do no it. matter who's I don't a quarterback, care who the quarterback you can't, is. That's, yep. that's right. Cannot do it. And if the Trojans go and take care of their business and kick UCLA's ass. And take care of Notre Dame, which mm-hmm. it's still Notre Dame, but it's not good Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah. It's still right. It's still the Irish. Okay, but it's but go and win this thing, and then win the Pac-12 championship. And Alabama loses the second game. Tennessee gets beat by Georgia and plays close with Kentucky, you know, or what, or doesn't make mm-hmm. the SEC championship game. Yeah. Clemson, who I don't know because they're scheduled to, if if they go undefeated, if they go undefeated, they're getting in. Yes, yeah, for um, sure. But if Michigan, they lose Ohio, one, I think right. they're out because right. their their schedule just isn't that great. You're going to need Michigan, Ohio State, one of the two to lose two. Right. Or they're both in contention, depending on who beats who. And if mm-hmm. you just are. And Georgia, I, I don't anticipate them saying losing two games. I just right. I don't. No, I don't. Either. I may be wrong, but if they do. So really, in true segs, it's six teams, the ones you mentioned. And there's probably four that could. And there's probably two that have a legitimate chance with some help, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't go any deeper than six, maybe eight. And if you're lucky, 10, but I think once you get outside of six, UCLA would have to do something special and somebody and, and TCU would have to continue this run to get, to get in. Now, once they get in, that's a whole new conversation if they get in, but we're going to ask the question, you take an undefeated UCLA team, if they roll through, or a one-loss Alabama team, right? I think you have to take the undefeated team. I mean, I would you just, I would, yeah, you have to. I would agree. Yeah, we would think you'd have to, right? Right. Yeah. Right. The Heisman Trophy winner, 
or if Ohio State loses to you guys, or if Michigan loses to Ohio State in mm-hmm. decent fashion, and you go, and let's say Alabama and a Big Ten, one of those two lose a game, and they're both got one loss, and Georgia, which would mean Tennessee'd have a loss, or even if you throw now if Tennessee beats Georgia, they're they we're, we're having a different conversation. Yes. But if Georgia beats Tennessee. And they get in, and Tennessee and Alabama has one loss, and Georgia has no losses, and Michigan and Ohio State, one of the two, has one loss, and UCLA is undefeated. Now we're, we're, we're the, the waters are, and Clemson's undefeated. So that would mean to me, to me, it would say Clemson's in, UCLA's in, Georgia's in, but how the hell are you leaving? Well, one loss Michigan, one loss, the way they're playing, one loss Ohio State, possibly a one loss Tennessee yep. volunteer team out of the playoff because you, you're not leaving an undefeated Clemson team out yet. No. If Michigan played Clemson tomorrow, I'd take Michigan and Ohio State over Clemson right now. Right. Agreed. Right, right, right now. Hell, I'm not sure I wouldn't take Tennessee over. Matter of fact, I would take that. I know there's NFL defensive front, but I just think that they can outscore Clemson. I just do. Now, Georgia and, it, and the way that your Wolverines are playing right now and Ohio State, I think – now I know we always say this at this time, but Sigs, we're we're in week seven now. We are we gone to week seven? We're going to week eight. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody's going to get hosed, I think, in this one. Because if you cause, can you imagine UCLA going undefeated and getting dogged out? Yeah, I just want I just want a year because now we're getting the expanded playoff, and I just want oh, yeah. a year where Clemson goes undefeated, Georgia goes undefeated, Michigan or Ohio State goes undefeated. TCU happens to run the table. And, and UCLA, UCLA runs the table. So and we have five you, and unbeaten. And Ohio State, right. And then Ohio State and, say, Alabama have one loss. Right. 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 You know what I – no, well – Or Tennessee yeah, would no, have one loss. Let's go right. with Tennessee. Right. Alabama would have to have another yeah, one they'd because they'd be playing. Right. Yeah. Because if you got Georgia undefeated, that would mean they'd have to run through Alabama to do it, right? So, right. all right. So there you go. Five undefeated teams. Who's getting hosed then? Right. That's And that's what I want to see because – you know it's, it's going to be outlandish. You know it's, it's going to be UCLA or TCU, right? You know right. you're not you're not leaving out any of the other three. Oh, uh, you know no. it, it, Georgia, not Clemson, happening. and say Michigan or Ohio State. You're not you're, those three are in. It's 100%. the other two that you know. Then it's just an argument, or, and well, some yeah. fan base and school is going to be pissed off. Well, yeah. What if we have one of these years where you're like your Wolverines go? Tennessee takes care of their business and wins, beats Georgia, wins the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. UCLA and, and TCU go undefeated, and Michigan, Tennessee, TCU, and UCLA are in the final four. That would be awesome. I would, I would love it. Oh, I, I would too. It'd be kind of, it'd be a nice changeup pitch, wouldn't it? Just because, just because of the crying we would hear from the oh. Georgia fans, the Alabama fans, the Ohio State fans. Just, I mean, that would just be great well, for be, what could be, be the last year fodder forever right yeah it would it'd be, be awesome it sounds like it's going to be the last year of the college football playoff with four teams because they are pushing very hard to go to 12 next season which will be fun uh real quick we got a few minutes left here uh bills beat the chiefs 24 20 josh allen was outstanding patrick mahomes threw two costly interceptions awesome. including one in the end he's zone a human. and yeah, then he's one human, yeah, yeah one towards the end of the game uh, but again, it was still a close game. I think if you're the chiefs, you're not feeling like, oh my God, we cannot beat that team, but you're going to have to go to Buffalo. If things keep the way they're going. 
you're going to have to go to Buffalo in the AFC championship game or sooner in the playoffs and beat that team in their home stadium, Agreed. which is going to be tough yeah. for any team in the AFC. So uh, just your overall thoughts on that game real quick. I, I was, I figured that we said it and I'd said it this week. I thought it'd be a little lower scoring than in the twenties mm-hmm. did a show with my guy Grant and they did. I thought it would be in the twenties, both teams. And uh, we knew quarterback play would be at a premium uh, who could run it a little more effectively, who was going to get a couple stops and could you control the dominant big plays of the Kelsey's of the world and that. And it kind of turned out like without close game. I think Buffalo's the better team anyway. I do. Yep. I actually think Segs, we it's three teams right now. And then there's a gap and then there's another tier. It's, it's Philadelphia, Buffalo and Kansas city. And then the chargers, the Cowboys, the Vikings, 49ers, when they're healthier, their, their, their bodies are beat up in San Francisco. About, I don't put the Packers in the, even the second tier right now. No. I'm not ready to put. I don't even know if I can put Tampa in the second tier. The Rams. I know I'm both of them are capable. Rams aren't in the second tier. Uh, Arizona. Dallas not the would be tier. in that second tier. I put Dallas. Dallas, Minnesota, the Chargers, the Giants. They just they're five and one, and we can say and whatever I still, we want. You know, we talked. We opened the show talking about how the product is down, and we're not seeing these explosive plays. One team we're definitely not seeing them from. And I expect to see more, but they're they're finding ways to win games. Is the Chargers Justin Herbert? You know, we're not seeing that that machine gun he has on his right arm firing balls down the field. It's just not happening. It's more of a short game with them right now. And you know, Brandon Staley, we've seen kind of him fuck around, you know, with coaching decisions. I just I don't know about them either because it seems like well, they're the I team think... that always screws up in the end. I think I think and they benched Jackson. You saw yep. that and Mike Davis came in. I, I personally think that there's a chance that Staley could cost them a game late, say right. or, or a playoff game. I do. Right. I, I he's a good coach, but he, he gets a little too cute for me at times and I don't like it. I, I just do not like it. It it's it's it gets back to the sloppy football. There's more bad teams than there are good teams, and there's more average teams than there are good teams. And there's probably just as many average teams as there are bad teams that are playing bad football. Yep. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, you hit it. There's three top teams. And then, you know, you can look at a team like Baltimore, three and three. And, and reality, they should be six and oh, but they have not and figured out how to close games. They don't know. And the opposite. The Colts don't know how to start much and play in the middle. Right. And they know how to finish games. You know, Matt Ryan's playing is out of his mind in fourth yeah. quarters this year. And did it again. So if you're playing the Colts and they got the ball with the chance to win, Matt Ryan continues to play. When the the fourth quarter, the Colts' fourth quarter and Matt Ryan's fourth quarters, I feel like I'm looking at a guy who's not 15 years in the league, about seven years in the league, making all these plays. Right. But getting to it, they put themselves in a – at some point, you're going to get beat in a bad way because you turn the ball over or somebody else is better than you in the fourth quarter. And they're probably going to go on and win a division. I know Tennessee lingers and – but their fourth quarter heroics are exactly what Baltimore needs. And, and the Colts need some of the Baltimore first three quarter game. Right. Right. But, but neither one of them, I can't, neither one of them are a great football team, no. great players on both have some great players, but neither one are a great team. And you don't throw the ball 57 times very often. And when we saw it 55 plus times or whatever, twice this week, yep. Herbert and Matt Ryan and both won. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the Eagles, 6-0. and Real quick, before we go to the Eagles, 
just throw out some credit to Brian Dable. I don't know how he has that team five and one. It's 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 mind bending. I don't I don't get it. There's not a lot of talent on that team. Their draft picks aren't doing much of anything. I mean, they're you know, for the last few years, their draft picks aren't doing much right. of anything. And yet he's found a way to take Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and get them to five and one right. beating and good teams it. along the way. No question about it. Robert Sala's doing a lot of that with the yep. Jets as well. Yes, they're exactly. Over and, yes, Zach another they're, team. They're starting to get it right. And Sags, listen, when people say eh, coaching, all you got to do is look at the Giants and tell me the way it's changed. What Brian, yep. Dave, his energy, they, they're, they're not beating themselves like the Giants have done year after year after year. And here's the key. Just like in the fourth quarter of a game, if you let an average team hang around, they start to believe they can win. You let the Giants start to believe. They're starting to believe there's there's a little swagger on that football team now. Mm-hmm. They, they, they feel like we're not the Giants that you guys are laughing at us. We're the Giants that we're smirking and you're laughing with us now. Right. At five and one, think about this, Eggs, with a brutal, or should I say very average NFC. All they have to do is go five and six. Yep. And they're making the playoffs. At worst, you yep. may get in going four and seven and winning nine games. With 14 teams now, seven in your conference, you may very well win nine games depending on tiebreakers and find yourself in the playoffs. So at best, they have to go five and six. At worst, they can go four and seven and be flirting and possibly get in. That's called taking care of your business early to afford yourself if if all of a sudden we see the old Giants. But I think Brian Dables shifted the narrative there, and they're buying into it. Yeah, for sure. And then the the one bad thing for them is they just happen to have the Eagles in their division who are right. 6-0, and, oh, and I'm going to run through their schedule with you. You tell me when they lose first. Okay. Versus Pittsburgh. They're going to beat Pittsburgh. At Houston. Boat race. Home against Washington. They'll beat them too. At Indy. As long as you're not within a touchdown in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I, got, I, I got the Eagles. Home against the Packers. I think the Packers are average. I'll take uh, their defense right now. If the defense played the Packers offense, they'd beat them into the ground. And the problem with the Packers is they're getting worse each week. Yeah. They're off, uh, and, then, and, and, and their defense can't bail them out right now. And the right. Eagles defense is the Eagles defense may very well be a reason why they're standing in February, yes. the way they're playing uh, home against Tennessee. I would have to say the Eagles at the giants Eagles. I think the Eagles will beat Chicago. Uh, Chicago by 30. I mean, mean, Justin Fields, 36 touchdowns in that game alone. Dude, you're going Uh, through this, and I'm telling you, I was going to say there's no damn way they're going undefeated, so let's stop that talk. Yet, these are all legitimate, foolproof. If they play like they have to date, there's not a team so far that beats them. And then they wrap up with at Dallas, home against New Orleans, home against the Giants. Gosh, I'm going to say this team ends up 14 and three, four or 15 and two. Yeah, they're going to have a loss in December somewhere like the Cowboys at home. Yeah. Prescott will get the, they're going to have a loss right, right. in December. And one of those teams we just said, like Tennessee is going to go in there and Henry's going to rush for a buck 60. They're going to and they're going to win 20 to 13 type of game. Right. Yeah. So somehow I don't know what it is. I got them for sh- 14 and three. To fifteen and two, they're not going undefeated. Yeah, I'll give him at the most three losses, and at the best, two losses. I think there's two losses in there, and I'm not. 
So now the schedule doesn't scream that they're getting their ass. They don't have Kansas City or they already had Buffalo they took care of. They don't have to deal with, you know, some of these other teams. But they also beat, what, Minnesota? They, they mm-hmm. curb stomped. I mean, they beat Minnesota. So, Sags, just when we say it, don't look now, but I can't see it. So 14-3, and 15-2, one of those losses in December. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Sean Salisbury Show. We got some more interesting NFL games this weekend compared to this past weekend where, like I said, there was two games and then the rest were just a bunch of stuff that we didn't care about because, like we've talked about on this episode, the product just isn't there right now for the NFL. Um, Miami's going to get Tua back. Hopefully we get some other players back healthy. And then the trade deadline, maybe we will kick some things into motion and some other teams will take some chances on some big name players that will help elevate, you know, the play of some of these other teams to get to the level of Kansas city, Buffalo, Philly. Right. We'll get to, we'll get to all the other like NBA. And when we roll on, cause you and mm-hmm. I are both diehard hockey fans. We both love the NBA and we're huge baseball fans. So, and now we get a whole year to cover all that stuff, but I do want to get, we don't have to give analysis. Give me, who went in the who's representing the NBA in the finals this year before the season starts tonight? Give me your final four: two in the West, two in the East. Um, in the East, I'm gonna go. Man, Boston with all that shit going on, I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna say Milwaukee, and God, I don't. You're gonna go Sixers. Don't do it, Sags. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know who else. I mean, I. I I think there's some interesting teams, but there's Brooklyn and there's Philly and there, yeah. you know, but the question I, I just, is, do you trust I don't them? trust either of those teams, but I think it's going right. to be one of them. So I'll just go with the Sixers because of Joel Embiid, just because I think yeah, he's going to be an MVP type candidate this year, like he is every year and he'll get well, them at the, least to there, but I'm going to say Milwaukee goes. Okay, and Nikola Jokic, she's won it back-to-back years. The NBA doesn't like to give it three times in a row, so there's right. going to be like Ja Morant, Luka mm-hmm. Doncic, somebody else. We've been through – Giannis has got his. You know how it is there. They're yep. going to jump to somebody else. Maybe it's Embiid's turn because he could have won it last year. Yes, he He's been have. on the cusp for a couple of years. All right, I'm going with uh, all the Boston stuff. I think their players are good enough, but there's a lot of chaotic stuff going on there. A team that was in the finals and goes through all this stuff, and what will it say if the next coach – then take them to the NBA Finals right, again. True. I'm going to go Boston, Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's back in the NBA Finals for me, and I'll start in the West. Six. I think the West is pretty cool. I think Memphis takes another jump, especially if Morant can stay healthy all year. I think Dallas is on the cusp, don't you? This may be a Luka Doncic MVP season. Utah rebuilding after all the stuff they've done. You know, We, we know uh, Denver's going to be around. I think the Lakers are going to be a play in. I don't think they're a top six team. No. Um, the Suns, the question with me with all their chaos too, but Sags are at, they're at the point. Have, have they spent, have they, have they shot their wad? You know what I'm saying? The last two mm-hmm. years, they had Milwaukee down 2-0, and then, then I mean, then uh, Dallas goes in and takes them out. Last year is the best team record in the NBA. What's left? Is, it, is there another level for them to get to? So for me in the West, I'm going to go Denver and the Golden State Warriors. Okay, I like in that. The, in, 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 Who and goes, I'll take Golden State, Golden State, Milwaukee in the finals. All right, for me, I, I look at this. And, then, I think and Draymond it, Green's on his last year in Golden State. Yes, he, I'm he's going on his last on, year in Golden State. I'm going on pure what I want to happen. I think, okay. it, and, and it could happen. It, it could definitely happen because, like what you just said, but I think the NBA deserves it because of 
all the shit that's going on between them, Golden State, Memphis, all that talk we had. And you know, I don't still understand why Memphis was talking because they lost, but they continue to talk. They're a bunch of young guys. And so I'm gonna say that, but I think the Warriors are too good. I'm I'm picking the Warriors to win the finals again because they're just they're ridiculous. And and Steph Curry just he just continues to play. Clay Thompson's healthy, and here's the key. Pool got paid. Pool got got paid. paid. Wiggins Wiggins elevated his game. Yeah. James yep. Wiseman, there's the key to that team this year. If he can stay healthy, healthy season, they yeah. go from, you know, here to way up because he's well, that good. Well, you got good. a guy who can rim protector and can run the court. Yeah, and you I mean, they saying? still got guys like, you know, Kaminga, who was young, only oh, 18, yeah. 19 last year. Uh, the, the other lottery pick they had, Moses Moody from Arkansas. Well, right. They They're got loaded, so dude. much talent. that It's just They're ridiculous. Loaded. It's not fair that they had that one year where they just right. sucked and got Wiseman. And then, and then, oh, they from trades and stuff. They got two lottery picks on top. It's just crazy. Postseason DNA too, man. Oh yeah, post, for sure. Postseason DNA. So in, in the end, I'm with you. And I'll tell you, a team just to keep an eye on in the West that could make a little more headway: the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, getting Gobert. Let's you know, see how that they, works. Yeah, I'm I'm curious, right? Yeah, could I said that's why I said could. I'm anxious to see off season deals, another level. The West can be brutal, though. But I do like your Memphis Memphis pick because I they, they're supremely gifted. Yes. But it's you're going to have one hell of a time beat Golden State in a seven yep. game series, no matter when you play. All right, we're down to this. Yankees go, Cleveland go today. That game's about to get underway. Mm-hmm. What do you I'm got? I'm going to say. Well, I'm going to say the Guardians. Okay. All right. That, that they single you to death and small ball you. To Dude, death I, I pitching, fucking right? can't stand that team. Okay. I, <laughs> God yeah, they're in, your, they're, in, they're in your division, Snake, yeah. but Francona's really good. All right, I'm going to take the Yankees, even though I want Tito to win. I just want the Astros and the Yankees to play again. Yes. Does that make sense? I think the Astros are too good in the American League right now. They win. Pitching, hitting, the Astros go to the World Series. Yeah, I believe. I, I, I mean, you can't pick against the Astros with the amount of pitching that they have. is just ridiculous. They better hit the ball better if they want to win oh, the World you Series. Oh, you're Because those yeah, two they're teams gonna get in, to the, the World Series. in the NL – are hitting the ball too well and this just it just feels like a philadelphia phillies year i I don't know why they shouldn't win but it just feels like it's their year that they're going to win the world series in my opinion so you got them and astros in the series yeah i'm gonna gonna take philly just because of the way it feels okay i'm gonna go at the beginning of the season when we do our picks like we've always done i took the padres in toronto to get to the world series even with the dodge Mm -hmm. i took the padres and that's hometown little hometown love yeah but i decided and this is we're doing and that's thinking tatis was going to be playing tatis, right right and now he's not but that's also not remember that you had no idea that bell and and soto and uh soto were on their way to yeah to san diego Peco. i'm going and this is my wish to astros and padres now since we're the flagship i'm going to pick the astros to win it but i didn't pick the astros to get there so the closest i could get is padres winning the whole thing because that's why I picked for the National League. But seven-game series, Padres versus Astros. And just for the celebration purposes, I'll take the Astros and the yeah. Padres. Still get this, what, they'll be their third World Series if they get in, Segs. Yep. And they'd be 0-3 if they lose again, right? Yep. 84 in the 90s, right? The 90s, yeah. something, 90-something, mid-90s maybe? Yeah. I can't remember, 90, somewhere around there. Yeah, that, I'm thinking that same way. I know the first one was 84 against Detroit. Yeah. And in the 90s and now this one. Um, 
should be and there's some clutch gene going on in Philly right now too. And they're they right. talk about a team that'll that'll roll with swagger. There's no doubt. Yeah. There so. you have it. Man. Just wanted to get it's, your thoughts on it. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, we'll we'll start talking all sports as we as they all get going. College basketball is not too far away, which can't wait. I'm brother. pumped for. I, uh, yeah, you and me. Well, that's well. That's you. I usually set a top. That's usually one of our favorites. I love yep, college hoops. So yep, can't wait. So it, it's all coming, and you know, that's I'm a when parlaying gambling fool with college hoops, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. All right. As always, thank right. you to Bet Online for sponsoring the show, and you can find us right there at Believe.com. We will talk to you later this week. Great stuff, brother. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.